What's up, y'all? It's Alicia Nicole. I'm your accountability coach for life and relationships. And this is Respect My Perspective, where I break down common and not so common situations that we all seem to grow through, but we handle differently. Listen, if you have a specific topic or situation you would like my perspective on, email me at info at bebetterbuild.com. All right, y'all. So for this episode and the next two episodes after, we're going to turn it into a series, the Toxicity Series. In this episode, I'm starting out with Toxic Family. That's right, Toxic Family. I wanted to start out with that because with, with the word toxic and how everybody use it for everything, especially within relationships, toxic people, toxic relationships. It's important to break down the levels of toxic in our lives. And the first thing that we're introduced to and the first people that we're introduced to that develops and influences our toxicity is our family. So that's why we start there. And then the next two episodes, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna break this thing on down uh, so we can find out where exactly our toxic traits come from, whether they are developed from family, created ourselves, or developed from our relationships. Now, we all know that no family is perfect. Some families try to do the best that they can, and then you got some families that just downright don't give a hoop. But all in all, every family that is imperfect, which is every family, has toxic traits. Hell, even perfect is a toxic trait because it's placing impossible standards on your children and the people around you to meet things that they know they never can. So when we talk about family, now, nowadays in this generation, in this day and time, People are starting to really focus on their family and they're starting to really understand, you know, the makings of them. Where does their attitude come from? Where does, you know, their tone and and their temper come from? Nowadays, people are actually paying attention to those things and they're actually trying to, you know, fix and correct those through therapy, counseling. Some people are addressing the issues head on by going to their family, talking out their issues with their mom, their dad, their siblings. Um, now you see a lot of, you see a lot of effort in trying to, you know, move past and move on and clear, find clarity and, and understanding. And then you hear that, that famous word right now, generational curses. Y'all, that word right now, those words, yeah, generational curses. So that word is so famous that at this point, a lot of people don't even know what they, what it means. Hell, you got people around here calling everything a, a generational curse. Y'all seen the meme, the little video of the little boy calming down the little baby brother. I was scrolling through some comments and somebody was like, wow, he's breaking generational curses because he's teaching his little brother how to calm down. Girl, a temper tantrum is not a generational curse. A temper tantrum is what people and little kids and toddlers do. Hell, even grown people have temper tantrums, temp, temper tantrum, whatever the word is. But that's not a generational curse. So you can understand the effects and how 
this word is so influential to the point where no one is even worried about the, the definition. Now, some examples of generational curses would be teaching your children um, to have lack of emotion because that's equivalent to weakness or financial illiteracy. Hell, even as far as teaching your 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 female child that you have to have sex with your man or he going to leave. Now, listen, I know sex is in the Bible, but what I'm saying is, is how it's infringed upon and how it's taught. You got some women and girls out here believing that, you know, girl, you got to give him some before we go on this trip or he going to get it from somewhere else. First of all. If he going to cheat, he going to cheat. Whether you give it to him before he go, while he there, or when he come back. If he going to cheat, he going to cheat. It has nothing to do with what you put out that's going to make him stay. Now, let's talk family dynamics. And I'm all too familiar with a lot of the things that I'm about to say because it wasn't until I was an adult that I started to realize how my family played a huge impact on the negative things that I did to other people, the negative things that I said to other people, and the negative things that I did and said to myself, most importantly. And like I said, it's not all of my family's fault, but like I said, we're talking about toxic family. They are the most influential and they're part of our biggest developmental stage at growing up. So when I talk about family dynamics, Think of personality traits, think of insecurities, think of tempers and attitudes, think of uh, competitiveness and shyness, those people that may be, you know, introverts um, by force versus being extroverts because that's their natural vibe. Like they, in, they genuinely want to be an extrovert, but they've been put in a box for years and years that they've just learned to stop growing. That was me. Honestly, was me at one point. And I had to learn how to grow outside of my box and, and keep myself out of it. Because regardless of family, friends will put you in a box. The people that you meet in college on basketball teams, people that put you, that work with you will put you in a box and they expect you to stay there until they decide to outgrow the box or until they want you to grow and do better. And then they, it doesn't come with instructions either. So when we talk about family dynamics, let's talk about the comparisons of siblings and other family members comparing children to their parents. Oh, you act just like your mama. Oh, you act just like your daddy. Or why can't you be more like your sister or your brother? You know, as kids and adolescents, you hear that so much that you don't realize it's shaping your confidence. It's creating insecurities. Now, granted, most of our parents were saying those things in reference to you have a role model right here and you should be learning from this person. However, without using that context, it's usually taken in a negative way. So when I say that, I'm speaking for the people that are always in competition with people. They always feel like 
what they're doing and what they're saying is never good enough. Those overachievers, those people who are overcompensating to get the like out of somebody, get the approval and appreciation out of someone because they never received approval and appreciation from their family, right? And then another thing is families usually don't know how to respect boundaries. Now, I don't know about y'all, but when I was growing up, there were no boundaries. Your parent can come in your space whenever, however, however they want, whatever time, day or night they want, especially when you were in trouble or when you were not acting the way they thought you should be acting at that age and at that time. There were no boundaries. And that is a huge problem within not just black people, but people as a whole, because y'all know it's white people that don't got boundaries. It's Hispanic people that don't know boundaries. It's Asian people that don't know boundaries. I feel like that's a universal problem because people are taught as children not to have and respect boundaries because their parents didn't. Now, when I say boundaries, I'm talking about personal space understanding that when you get upset you don't just jump in somebody's face to get an intimidation scare or to get a reaction out of it or whenever you want affection you just lean in and kiss on them that's something that I'm learning as you know with my son because you know I I didn't I didn't receive a lot of affection growing up but I've also learned that as a as a having a son, I can't just impose my affection on him because he will then learn that it's okay to impose his affection on other people. So while we are talking about boundaries in this day and time as adults, because we as adults are starting to learn the importance of boundaries when it comes to our significant others, when it comes to our family and communicating as well as accepting authority when it comes to our kids and our lifestyles, it's important that we start teaching boundaries on the other end of that spectrum, which is in our developmental stage while we're in our family home. Because like they say, everything starts at home and we have to get back to that or put emphasis on it because what you are not teaching in your home right now will be taught through experience and exposure later. And it may have a more negative effect than it would if you had taught it early on. So how do you deal with toxic family? One, I would say prepare, get prepared. And in the process of getting prepared, you create distance. You have to distance yourself from the toxicity so that you can process and think clearly as you move forward. Now, what does preparation look like? The reason why preparation is so important is because just because you recognize a family member or the family is toxic doesn't mean you're ready to challenge and, you know, confront that head on. Because you don't know how deep the toxicity goes and how aggressive it is. And then you have to realize that you are only one person that is battling a family or a family member that may be full of influence of toxicity. 
So you want to prepare almost like you're going to war, but you're going to war for your peace. You're going to war for your sanity and your growth. And then the next thing is you want to get to the root of the problem because when you deal with toxic family, it is so easy to point out the person that is the easy target, the one that's keeping up the most commotion, the one that's causing the most friction, the one that's sticking out like a sore thumb, right? But you have to realize that they are a branch of toxicity. They are a branch to the toxic root. So once you've identified the toxic root, now you want to focus on regaining control. You want to focus on how you choose to communicate, what and how you choose to respond to the toxic communication and the taunting and the shade, all of those things that usually get you out of character, change your positive energy to negative, all those things that just really change your vibe and ruin your mood, right? So you want to focus on how to regain control. You want to change your style of communication. You want to be in control and understand that everything doesn't deserve a response. You have to know that you can't join some topics of discussion because they may revert back to you and your actions and the things that you've done and the things that you are doing. You have to know that you can't share every piece of your life because certain parts and areas of your life that you keep bringing up is the reason why your family is feeding for toxicity. It's the reason why they're feeding off of you. You're supplying too much information. You're giving out too much and then you're wondering why you're not getting anything good back. You have to know that some family just don't have anything good to say because they don't know better or they just don't choose better. So you want to regain control. Watch how you communicate. So the next time you're invited into that fox trap, the next time you're invited into that hole, you can recognize and say, wait a minute. The last time you asked me about something like that, it turned left. Or the last time you brought this up or invited me here, I became the topic of discussion and y'all start putting my business out in front street. So you want to start assessing the patterns of your past actions and the past situations that disturbed your energy in the first place. And then you want to regain control and just ask yourself, what can I do to create a different outcome? What can I control? Well, you control how you respond, you control what you respond to, you control the rooms and the environment that you walk and drive yourself up to, and you control when you leave. You can always walk away. You can always end a conversation. And once you've done all those things and you start building your confidence, like you're ready to start confronting your toxic family or the toxic family member, that is when you want to reach out for some help. That is when you want to get you a life coach. That is when you want to start seeking therapy because now you want to focus on you. You have to realize that at some point, right before you discovered that your family was part of the problem, you have been a part of that same toxic family. You have developed your own toxic traits because you can't Start addressing and confronting people without holding yourself accountable first. Taking accountability for you. 
and the things that you could have controlled, but you chose not to straight like that. So you want to now deal with you and start breaking down your own toxicity that you've learned from your family. Once you've sought out some guidance and learned things about yourself and you've learned some things about your family, you've developed empathy and understanding, then you can start molding your communication to understand how to deal with these people. So that's the purpose of reaching out for some help. You want somebody that can coach you into communication. You want somebody that can coach you on how to contain your emotions when you have those difficult conversations. And once you've done all those things, then it's time to confront. But you got to be willing and ready to accept how it plays out, even if it doesn't play out the way that you have hoped for. And then you have to adjust accordingly. And when I mean adjust, I mean move on. If it didn't work out and they did not receive the information with love and they did not receive that information in hopes to correct the issue and fight their own battles and start breaking down their toxicity in their life, you have to be okay with knowing that you've done your part. You've done all that you can do, and now you have to adjust accordingly by creating distance, a healthy distance, and a healthy balance where you can still coincide and interact if possible, or be okay with moving on and leaving them behind. And we all know that's a hard thing to do. Nobody really wants to leave family behind, but we have to understand that sometimes it's absolutely necessary. And that's where I come in at as an accountability coach. I focus on you. We break down your toxicity and the things that you've developed from your family. And then I coach you on how to communicate with them, how to rebuild and reconnect. All you got to do is sign up for a consultation at BeBetterBuild.com and we'll go from there. I'm Alicia Nicole and this is the Toxic Series Family Edition. Catch me on the next episode where we talk about self-made toxicity.